Hey, everybody. It's featuring Jeff Goldblum. Uh, and it's me. And it's me. And it's you. And it's us. And we're all together. <laughs> uh, I'm Tyler. Hi. I'm Austin. And apparently I'm Janine. <laughs> you can be Janine. I'll be Janine. Yeah. It seems to be like a common trend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah. switching places. The new guest is always Janine. You can be Uncle Janine. I don't like that. That's my name. <laughs> okay. Well, I can be Uncle Austin. <laughs> yeah, and you can be Aunt Janine if that makes you feel better. No, there's no Aunt Janine. For, it's just uh, Janine. <clears throat> no one will know my real name. OG Janine. No, we can <laughs> we can reveal your identity. Yeah, we time. should probably do that first, actually. <laughs> yeah, well... In the blue corner over there, weighing in at about a... I don't know. Let's say, let's say, hundred and fifty-six no, pounds. <laughs> oh no, I'm going with one seventy-two. Oh, you guys uh, meet somewhere right in the middle. I'm by one sixty-five on average. Okay, one sixty-five, solid muscle. Yeah, soaking wet. <laughs> solid muscle, soaking wet. <laughs> Not wearing heavy boots, always flip flops. My name is Zach, by the way. We just thought you were taller. Now that we're meeting you in real life, and so guessing your weight was a little harder. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, we thought you were about six. I don't know, four. Six flat, actually. Six flat. Yeah, yeah that's what only, I was guessing. Only ever met on, over the phone yeah. or on Zoom. Uh-huh. Never yeah. spent any time together at all. Of, yeah. Lot, well, I mean, we we had that one time when you had that hologram you made that was pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> and you danced for us. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Zoom meetings, though. Oh, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of hologram meetings. A lot of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, once we had the hologram, we just kind of, no matter when you talked, we just kind of watched the hologram dance. Yeah, we um, we heard dance your nickname was Brick House, but we really thought of you more like Brick Tower. So Brick Tower? Because <laughs> thought you were taller than you are. Oh, man. But well. now we know House is more appropriate. Well, it's really nice to meet you guys for nice, the first time. Yeah, it's nice really nice to meet, to meet you. you too, Brick House. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. And, well, um, go ahead. No, please. Oh, well, welcome to our Jeff Goldblum podcast. Thank you. I, I really want to dive in and ask, what's your favorite Jeff Goldblum movie? You know, <clears throat> ever since you asked me that question earlier today, <laughs> I've been racking my brains, uh, and it might sound like a cheap shot, but I'll, I'll qualify this with something else. I remember very specific moments from a lot of movies that I watch. Mm-hmm. So while I have a, a, a favorite Jeff Goldblum movie, I would still sample from a wider pool of characters that he's played love it um <clears throat> jurassic park mm-hmm. Easy. Uh, the first one yeah. is my favorite movie mm-hmm. um i really thought that he brought the uh the whole philosophy of the chaos theory to life pretty well mm-hmm. and uh having read the book it was uh it was a pretty cool nerd moment for me yeah. um a funny moment i was thinking about from invasion of the body snatchers mm-hmm. oh yes <laughs> deep poles <clears throat> is is when he's like he's like showing everybody in the room like some very weird twiggy creature on his finger he's like falling in love with it and i think this is at the beginning of the invasion assimilation of the human race he's just like ha what's this little thing you know and just like gazing lovingly at it almost i uh they all thought he was a body snatcher i haven't seen that one because when we started this pod, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna ke- I'm gonna keep watching more and more Jeff Goldblum movies." But uh, you haven't been doing your homework. But uh, life uh, <laughs> finds a way, and you, and you don't get time to. Yeah, life uh, finds a way to not let you do yeah, your homework. Life uh, finds a way. Yeah. Did you get that reference? Did you get my reference? Of course I did. That was a raptor. You talked right? over my reference. It wasn't a raptor. It was the body snatcher. It was the body snatcher noise. Okay. <laughs> if I just said I haven't seen the movie, then how would I get that reference? Oh, I thought you said you did. No, he's I said the I one have... who spoke up and yeah. said, oh, "I see. I have seen I have Invasion not. of Body Snatchers, I and it's not. wonderful." That's why I gave that whole spiel was because I haven't seen it. Copy. <clears throat> yeah. Well. Well. Now so, that we what are that some thing. other Jeff moments you were talking about? Uh, I watched. Thor at your recommendation fairly Ragnarok? recently. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um when, you know, he's I don't even know what character he's supposed to be he's, in that whole he's thing. the the game master yeah, or game something master like that. I'll look it up. And he's like, you know, Thor's like, let me out of this chair right now. And he's like, ah, he's uh, he's threatening me. Um 
<laughs> he just plays himself. Like, I, yeah. He's the most typecasted character of all time. 100%. He just plays himself. My, I think one of my favorites still is from Life Aquatic, where he's just... I love that movie. He's, he's like the rich a-hole. <laughs> the huge yacht. <laughs> he just keeps coming to Zisu's rescue, even when he doesn't have to, but he does it just, just for the ego trip of it. You know, to be like, oh, you needed me. Like, I'm right here. It's so, so great. Good. I'm excited for, speaking of Wes Anderson, I'm excited for French Dispatch. The French Timmy. Dispatch, yeah. Is, is Mr. Timmy. Jeff Goldblum in French, Di- French no, Dispatch? No, I don't believe so. Uh, Bill Murray is again, though, I think. Yeah. Timmy, naturally. They, yeah. they have like an all-star cast for that one, too. But not Jeff, because Jeff is busy on a secret project. Oh. Well, he just turned 69 the other day, correct? He did. I yeah. wonder what that special project could be. Happy birthday, Jeff. Yeah. 69 years 69. old. So I actually has something special for this. All right. Uh, because Jeff turned 69. I couldn't find an interview from his 69th birthday, but he goes on Conan a lot because they're good friends, you know? Um, they're both tall. So. They're both tall. So... Uh, this little clip in honor of Jeff Goldblum's birthday is called Jeff Goldblum has birthday anxiety. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's Are you ready it. for this? Jeff Goldblum and ladies and gentlemen, let me announce here, Mr. Goldblum is having a very important birthday in just four days. Yes, that's true. Next Monday. And you will be, is it October okay? 22nd? Yeah, uh, 60. You'll be 60 years old. Yeah. Nine years ago. That's all the birthday celebrated. If nothing else happened besides that, that I will feel it's been celebrated. Well, That's I'm lovely. Curious, Just that you, moment. Are you going to have a party? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, once again, Emily <clears throat> is going to give me a party. I never have a party, but she's going to, I know, it's not a surprise. She's been saying, you know, hey, how about, you know, I know your friend this, this, do you want them over? You know, and they'll, they'll come over to the house and we'll have a little bit of a party. I have not had one call. <laughs> If you like to come, if you would like to come, boy, you'd be the, you'd be a wonderful person to have on my birthday. I'm a lot of fun at a party. Of course, you're a fun at the party. I, I do insist we watch tapes of my show. <laughs> Whenever I go to, I bring a lot of DVDs. And I'm like, oh, when yeah. you see this episode, yeah. I really give it to so and so. And what? After watching Church Like Silence, too. yeah, yeah, not even laughing. Never a problem. Uh, do you so so? Are you gonna have uh, you're gonna have a party? Are you good at the whole like happy birthday? You know? No, no, I'm embarrassed. That's why I never have parties. No, I don't want to be even on the movie set or stuff. If you're working, I'm sure you do it when your birthday comes around. Don't yeah. they have a cake and everything? I hate that. Oh, I don't like it either. And they try to surprise you. Oh, you know, Conan, there's a meeting. Come down for notes. We have a meeting. We have to meet down on the stage. And you go. Oh, I think I know what this is. Happy birthday to you. You know, yeah. it's all you can do to endure that uh, happy birthday. It's okay. Everybody's sweet. But no, I don't want to hold it. But all in all, it'll be okay. It'll be fine. And I certainly don't want to open presents. I'm not a good, I don't want anything. And I don't, uh, uh, they won't make me, you know, even if they bring presents, and I hope they don't, uh, you know, they're not going to make me, oh, look what, uh, look what Gary got me. Oh. Okay. I don't want that. <laughs> It was incredible. What you just did was about 65 sentences strung together. It was fantastic. I'm not, I'm, I encourage you at home, rewind and watch that. It's beautiful. That was a lot of Jeff. Yeah, sorry it's about that. Bit, Jeff. That, <laughs> yeah. that brought up another moment from uh, Thor for me. After oh, yeah. um, so they hijack this this special plane mm-hmm. um, after it's been established that this is the plane that. Uh, the whatever whatever Jeff Goldblum's Grand character Master. is, Grandmaster. After it's been established that this is the ship that he uses for orgies, mm-hmm. they like accidentally hit a button and a whole bunch of lights pop on. Oh, it's right. Like, it's my birthday. <laughs> it's my <Hey>. birthday. <laughs> Good one. Love it. Fantastic. Are we allowed to swear on this pod? No, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, sweet. Awesome. Just I have to keep clicking that button every week that says, yep, in fact, explicit. Again, we tried. We did one episode. Yeah, that was not explicit. It was called No Potty Mouth. Brenda, you still owe us a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Spelled like pod e mouth. No. Like, oh no, that was missed. Come on, uh, yeah, come on, guys. Missed, missed the boat on that one. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not good. So. Dude, any I mean, pun it, is good. Don't you? You love the puns. I love puns. You I love, love puns. puns. <clears throat> you know, I was like flirting with this guy via text and I told him some puns and then he stopped talking to me. <laughs> he was talking about making a lasagna or something and he was like, yeah, but I don't like the cheese I chose. And I said, oh man, what did I say? I said like, I have a cheddar idea. 
Or, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's a rough one. And if, or I'm like, this is so Brie to hear that or something. I forget. <laughs> and he just stopped talking to me. It's all Gouda. It's all Gouda. Yeah. I was trying to think of a cheese joke. I can come up with one. Yeah, it's hard. And yeah. There are other Havartis out I, there. I switched my connection. <laughs> There's other Havartis in the sea. There's other Havartis yeah. in the sea. A little bit of a stretch. Mm-hmm. I'll find another monster. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yay. Hey, hey, he ended strong. Yeah. Make sure he's Swiss. <laughs> That one's not a pun, though. It is, though. Is sort it? of. Swiss I guess so. Swiss cheese or Swiss, you know, person. They're interchangeable is what Might I think. Might be surprising. <laughs> That's yeah. what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so besides just, like, drilling people, grilling people, what do we do here? Drill people. <laughs> yeah, we drill people. Besides just grilling people on uh, on Jeff Goldblum lore, we actually like talk about current events and things too. So, mm-hmm. okay. so we're gonna like jump you into just like a a regular day in the life of featuring Jeff Goldblum podcast. Yeah. All right. Employees. <laughs> Throw me out a lot. Employees? Are we employees? Yeah. I mean, you're interns. I'm an intern. Yeah. You're not paid, right? <laughs> With that well, awkward pause, we'll p- go straight to the music. <laughs> the ad money is pouring in now. Who knows? You might get on the payroll here pretty soon. Who knows? <clears throat> we start well below minimum. <laughs> Good thing I have a job. <laughs> Thank God, right? Hey, I don't have a job. I'll, t- I'll take uh, paid yeah. guest appearance position. So I had some interesting news to start things off with. Uh, so we just heard, I'm sure you did too, that, uh, that they sent uh, Mr. Shatner, Kirk... Captain Kirk to the to space, barely to space, to the shallow end of space. No kidding. You didn't hear about this. I have been in the mountains for the past uh, several months. My, oh. my current sea on news is pretty minimal. Mr. Bezos, who owns Amazon, uh, has a spaceship. Yes. He uh, decided to take Captain Kirk, 90 years old, oldest man to ever go to space, and shot him. And, and this is how the headlines did it, too. It wasn't that, like, Kirk goes to space. It's Kirk was launched into space. <laughs> doesn't sound like he had any uh, plans to go to space. He was just picked up one day and shot off. Well, it's nine. He's ninety years old. How much agency do you have? Especially when Jeff Bezos is like saying you're gonna go on a spacecraft. I think I think Captain Kirk really wanted to go to space. Hey, he was he was thrilled. He was yeah. brought to tears. Yeah. Both by being kidnapped and a of, space trip. There's a lot of oohs and ahs and oh my gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we had a little clip on on the last episode, two episodes Episode before, ago. I yeah, think the one maybe. with Ryan. Yeah, it was uh, pretty sensual, <clears throat> that space adventure. Anyway, um, everyone is saying that finally we have a, a person from Star Trek in space, but it turns out uh, William Shatler was actually not the first actor on Star Trek that has been in space. Uh, Dr. May Gemin- Jemison? I don't know. Dr. May Jemison uh, was not only the first black woman in space, an actual astronaut, but she also also appeared on the Star Trek show. Oh. She wa- had a speaking part on the show as Lieutenant Palmer in the Next Generation episode, Second Chances in 1993, and uh, was the first black woman to go into space. That's awesome. Breaking the record mm-hmm. uh, previous to Mr. Shatner. So I'm so excited that we finally sent a Star Trek uh, space cadet into yeah. space. But it turns out this woman... Broke multiple records in one go and still holds all of them. That's awesome. So it was kind of rad. She still holds all awesome. of them? Oh, first black woman. First yeah. black woman. I mean, I don't know, unless someone invented time travel this week. Did, <laughs> they probably did. Bezos did. start to yeah, do that too? To I wouldn't be that. surprised. Yeah, yeah, they're working on a lot of stuff right now. Did you hear Facebook's changing their name? Yeah, for what? a new image because Facebook sucks. <laughs> yeah, to uh, Skynet, I heard. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Don't say that kind of stuff to me, man. It's too real for a sci-fi nerd like myself. I, I guess. Uh, I guess. Uh, what's what's his what's what's his nerd face? Who, Who owns Facebook? Zuckerberg. 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 Mr. Mark. Marky Mark. <laughs> Uh, is inventing the metaverse, as he calls oh, it. Oh, yeah. And he wants to rebrand his whole company and make Facebook like Instagram and all the other things just a subsidiary of the metaverse. Mm-hmm. 
I don't like the sound of that. No, nobody does. I don't does. like any of it. Yeah. yeah. We're all yeah. just one thing, you know? It's just making it all one thing. Yeah. We're yeah. all just part of Zuckerberg's metaverse. Yeah. It's awful. Well, um, our advertising money goes out the roof. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> go ahead. I, I don't know. I was going to move on to another topic of news, but it sounded like you had something to say. Oh, no, 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 and this and in this podcast we just interrupt each other. So go ahead. No, oh. we don't. There was a military coup but in we Sudan. Do. We shouldn't. I read that in the news this morning. Yes, that's yeah. a big, big deal. Yeah, yeah. I don't know too much about it. Um, uh, there's supposedly there are civilian and military working together transitionarily on running the government as they figure things out prior to like a vote on what happens next. And then the military arrested the uh, prime minister Uh and took over by force. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, and Facebook sided with the uh, Sudanese military (laughs) recently too. That's also Facebook news. It turns out because they wanted them to cut any uh, Facebook feed that people could put up basically like censor people from speaking up against the Sudanese military for the coup. And they basically told Facebook, if you don't do this, then we'll just not allow anyone in Sudan to be able to use Facebook and Facebook just up and uh, just let it happen. Do you think that Zuckerberg is going to buy his own piece of land at some point and just make like a Facebook country or a new image? He's going to, he's going to. I'm sure he already has, he, you know, not yeah, made he's, a new country, but like bought land with plans. Yeah. You know? He's, he's got to own at least one country, right? I don't know. There's a lot of little countries. We don't sure, think about I, much. You know, okay. Speaking about countries, um, <laughs> did you guys hear the Barbados elected its first president? Did not. Yeah. To step away from its colonial past. So Barbados elects its first president to replace Britain's Queen Elizabeth as head of state. Wow. So I thought that was interesting. Wait, I forgot they were a colony. Right up until recently, they were a colony of Britain still? Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. You want some really good news, guys? Give me the juice. Yeah. So some really good news is uh, (laughs) a man... Was able to eat every single meal for one year, 365 calendar days, at Six Flags, using an annual pass but for under $150. Did he ride the rides? Yeah, he was able to for free, so check this out. Uh, part of one of, so Six Flags uh, put out this deal where you could basically get a uh, annual pass that included parking, unlimited roller coaster access... And two free meals a day. So this dude ended up... Oh my god, it's even longer than I thought. So he did it for a year straight. But he's been doing this for six years now. Oh my god! He's had an estimated 2,000 meals at the park. <laughs> essentially spending less than 50 cents per meal. Wow. And Their he was able to not only pay down his student loans, but also get married and buy a house on the money that he saved, <laughs> not having to buy food. Oh, my God. This dude is a genius. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he gets to ride rides. Yeah, and he gets to ride rides. Ever. I want to go to Six Flags. Most, most of the food was burgers, fries, and pizza. Okay. Uh, but he said... Uh, as time went on, Six Flags started to expand their menu to include tri-tip, asada salads, vegan options. Uh, he said at the end of the day, it's carnival food every day, but uh, he ended up <laughs> saving himself a ton of money, getting out of debt, starting his life. That's impressive. Having yeah. a real thing. I mean, you thanks know, to Six Flags food. Just depends on the sacrifices you're willing to make. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I could eat that stuff all day, but, you know, as a as a dirt bag, I, I salute that man for what yeah. he's done. And yeah. this dirt bag refused to give his last name. So he's just Dylan. Nice. <laughs> and I don't blame him for not giving his last name. Yeah. Right. Six Dude. Flags is going to go after him. Oh, man. What a rad way <laughs> to spend your time and money. Oh, I have a ton of animal news. You, we want to do an animal news segment? Yeah, do you have some animal news first, though? I do, but in we we started this thing. Yeah. We gave her an actual song. Yeah. We made animal news a true segment because when and when this all started, <laughs> let's let's give Zach like the full the yeah. full rundown. So when this all started, the first time Janine ever came on the podcast before she was a host, 
when she was just a, a normal, yes. a normal Joelle, Joe Schmo, Joelle. <laughs> you know, uh, she the the first time she ever came on, we were grilling her about all sorts of Jeff stuff and had all sorts of questions for her. But then she just went on this like tangent where she was telling us about how different animals have sex, yeah, like in very weird, different ways and weird, different and violent ways. And it's pretty entertaining. And people were so thrilled. <laughs> And so it just kind of became like a thing, like and Janine knows weird animal stuff, so we just created a segment for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we does also it have a title? <clears throat> animal stuff. Got to come up with a, a name for this animal. We don't stuff. have to brainstorm right now. Okay. We could. I'll, I'll think on it. Okay. You as you're giving us yeah. your animal news. Well, I mean, we have a song for it now that's like about dinosaurs, so they're animals, you know. Which is a tie to Jeff, you it's know. It's a tie to Jeff. Na, 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 Not that song. Na, 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 na. Okay. But thank you. That one's even more of a copyright problem. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Animal news, everybody. Mm-hmm. Dinosaurs eating people. Dinosaurs in love. Dinosaurs having a party. They eat fruit and cheese. I don't want to stop it. I know, it's so cute. It's so cute. I think she was four when they recorded this song. The singer. Four years old. They died. Okay, animal news. They did that. Okay. Pig kidney successfully transplanted from hog to human. What? You guys didn't hear about this? No. I feel like they've been talking about it for a while. I, I knew thanks to uh, what was that gangs in New York that pig organs and human organs are very similar because mm-hmm. they'd like stab the the hung up pigs so they could learn how to kill a man. Oh well, also like animal testing. Well, that too. They test on mice and pigs, and because it's like similar. Also, I've heard uh, cannibals describe uh, humans as being like long pig. It's very pork like. So mm. I hear a long pig. Long pig. Do you talk to a lot of cannibals? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Got some buddies. Yeah. Same in high country. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay. In a major breakthrough for xenotransplantation, a process in which human organs are... Is that what they are, call it? I guess so. In a process in which human organs are grown in animals and then transplanted into humans, doctors in New York City transplanted a kidney grown in a pig to brain-dead woman. The surgery was a success. The kidney immediately began receiving blood from the body and process, processed urine within minutes. I'm assuming she's still in a coma, I was right? just going to ask, is she still brain-dead? Oh, uh, that's all I read, so... She know. can just piss now? To spare some investigation. <laughs> <laughs> just... I feel like it's still not a life, but I mean, it's a step in the right direction, yeah. right? I mean, she's a vegetable. What is she going to say? Like, no, don't do this to me. Well, I'm she's sure not her just a vegetable. Now she's part pig, too. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> got me. <laughs> Good one. Now she's like a, a whole, uh, you know, she's part of the food pyramid. Now she's got everything. Okay, this is one yeah. that I liked also. I like a, a, appreciate. That's what I'm saying. It is Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos are legally people? Oh, I so the saw US that judge. a U.S. Yeah. judge decided that the the I think it's like the children of the original <clears throat> Pablo Escobar hippos. Yeah, like get to be tried as people for any crimes they committed against other yeah, humans. Well, like eating humans that Pablo Escobar like. <laughs> and all those cocaine drug smuggling things they yeah. did. And I'm sure they drove, you know, under the influence a few times. Mm-hmm. Hit those, man, you know. But it's the first time such a legal status has been granted to animals. Yeah, like so FEMA's like all way. stoked about it. Although I heard in Colombia it won't hold up in court so they're still being tried in Colombia, where they're going to be tried as hippos which is far more severe yeah, a sentence. well they're just going to be tried as hippos I think the term they use was yeah it's like a misdemeanor cold. in the USA but it's a felony still in Colombia <laughs> to be a hippo yeah, yeah. well that sort of hippo yeah. Yeah, yeah well there goes those uh, ambitions to have that operation done okay one, one last thing one last thing just one yeah Go okay on. there's an elk that lived for two years with a tire around its neck and it's finally free. Of the Aww. tire? Of or the tire. Of its neck. Like they captured, 
The elk had a tire wrapped around its neck because I'm sure it got it on there when it didn't have antlers grown. I'm I'm sure it just yeah it got it's like it was driving so, one day and it's and the tire popped and tried to change it and then you know yeah that's totally couldn't get back in the car and had to wander off. Do you into have the a woods. fascination with animals driving right now? Because <laughs> reference that for the hippos too. Yeah, well, I feel like animals driving is one of the most newsworthy things of the week. <laughs> yeah, I always um, wonder like what contingency of people who drive with their like small dogs on their lap, like exactly how that informs their decisions as a driver, because I'm sure the dog like gets up on the steering wheel and like messes with things sometimes. Oh yeah. Or possibly gets even down in the well, in the foot well and like messes around with the gas pedal. I I do know one woman who, uh, in a rainstorm was trying to, uh, get out of a parking lot area and ended up the crushing her dog under her pedal, which the dog was fine. But she tried to push on the brake, and the dog was, like, underneath the brake pedal, and she couldn't stop and crash the car and, like, broke some things and <laughs> had some... The dog was fine, but she wasn't. <sighs> Stupid well, little dog. This, the dog was driving, she wouldn't have had that problem. 600-pound bull elk <laughs> was caught and tranquilized, and they had to cut off its antlers, antlers and pull the tire over its head because the tire was like metal lined, and they couldn't cut through it. And, they and I'm assuming its antlers are smaller when it put the tire when on. It's like some on. sort of yeah. wrap. It was insignia. It was thing. younger and smaller because it it had it was only four years old, and so it had been on since he was two years old. Wow. And he's 600 pounds now. Wow. Yeah. It's a big boy. Yeah, but they finally freed him, and I thought, I was like, poor guy. That's sweet. Yeah, it's good that he's free, but now he has no antlers. So Yeah, so everybody thinks he's a girl deer. Well, so at this se- at this point, mating season well, is a bust. now they think he's a deer. <laughs> Deers have antler. Yeah. So do elk, don't they? Yeah. They sure do. Yeah. But does don't. No, they don't. But and you neither said does this deer. guy now. You said deer. Right. Never mind. <laughs> You're getting hung up on some technicalities here. I was unsuccessful in coming up with a name for the uh, animal news. The closest I got was like emus. <laughs> yeah, animal news. Animal <clears throat> news. Call it like, uh, nah, I got nothing. Bull- but I, I- bulletin? Something bulletin? <laughs> I'm fine with it being called animal news. Hmm. You guys are both. Well, you called it animal stuff. Animal stuff. Which I think, if we're gonna just like hit the lowest bar possible, animal (laughs) stuff is pretty much. And that also covers more than just like news. Yeah, it's just stuff in general. Like, so I do have a scientific study that relates to uh, man's best friend. Let's hear about it. So there was a Czech study over the last two years. I still don't know why they did this study. Mm -hmm. To be perfectly honest, but they did. So, uh, researchers have found, uh, in the Czech Republic specifically, Czech University of Life Sciences research found that dogs use Earth's magnetic field to align their bowels and bladder movements. Whoa. And they prefer to relieve themselves along a north to south axis. In fact, going to the bathroom on an east to west <clears throat> axis is almost never happens in any dog. They studied 37 different breeds of dogs over two years and found that all dogs prefer to poo along a north-to-south axis determined by Earth's geomagnetic field. And they they also found that uh, dogs prefer to poop north-to-south, and if you try to force a dog to poop east-to-west, it just won't. It will hold it until it is allowed so. to poop in alignment with Earth's magnetic field. That's amazing. I never knew this about dogs. I, Next time um, I'm dog sitting, I'm going to test this. I'm going to bring like a compass with me. I bring up animal stuff because, you know, that's my assignment. But Tyler lo- Tyler has a should have a tidbit <clears throat> called shit shit because you always bring up shit. It's always poop related. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For some reason. So I have animal shit and you have shit shit. Yeah. I just have shit yeah. in general. Yeah. The other thing that they learned is that uh, dogs also will always follow you to the bathroom when you want to go to the bathroom. And they think it's because you always follow them and they thought it's some sort of, you know, like safety thing that you guys do together. Dogs. So a dog will Aww. always go to the bathroom with you. Aww. 
and you will always go to the bathroom with them. They're too good for us. (laughs) Yeah, there's a few quotes from the dogs, but I can't make them out. It's just a a lot of barking and yelping. Mm -hmm. And woofing. (laughs) You guys want to take a quick break? Yeah. Sure. Okay. We'll be right back with more featuring Jeff Goble. And we're back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hi. So recently we all went to uh, that thing that everybody stopped going to for a long time called the theater. The The movie theater. Right. The movie theater. The cinema. We went to the cinema to see a film, a perfect film. No. No. Nay, not a perfect film, but a film that should have been. Yes. A perfect book made into film called Dune. Is it a perfect book? It's pretty. It's pretty damn, damn close to perfect. Okay. Yeah. It's celebrated worldwide as one of the most perfect reviews of that book, but. I mean, it depends on who you're asking. I don't know why anyone would have any objections to that thing. Frank Herbert wrote Dune. Yes. It changed sci-fi forever. Pretty much. (laughs) The only other books I think changed sci-fi forever maybe was Stranger in a Strange Land. Ah, yes, I was going to say. I mean, Fahrenheit 451, just because of its reach to, you know, the amount of children in America, at least, and probably some of Europe all over. But in terms of like a sci-fi book that really has touched on a huge amount of multiple generations of populations, I'd say Dune is up there. It's like one of the biggest ever. It's not like fantasy because we can go the Lord of the Rings route and all sure. that. But but in terms of like true like sci-fi with that political edge and all of all of the intrigue. Well, I just feel like yeah, maybe it's a perfect sci-fi book. Yes, but yeah. not a perfect book. We, we never like, said perfect book. You did. I did. Oh, you did? Yes. And I still sort of stand by that. <clears throat> because for its style, I think it is a perfect book. Books come in all forms, you know? See, so yeah. Spot Run is a perfect children's book. You see him run, you see him sit, you see um, him shit. I don't age. know what else he does. For but, that age. Right. Which, you know. But but I think this one stood the test of time. That's, that's the difference for me. Dune. Is that, like, Dune, I read recently mm-hmm. and enjoyed it. I I, like I don't feel like anything in it was dated you know I feel like it all still works I would like to give it another try because have you ever tried the audiobook that's so last hated it last uh, year when I thought that Dune was going to come out last year I listened to the audiobook because I had already read it twice Mm -hmm. but I just wanted to refresh my memory and then Matthew texts me halfway through me listening to this book and he's like yeah they've decided to delay the movie I'm like no yeah well but maybe there's a different version well now there's a chance that Matthew McConaughey or somebody will do the audiobook and it'll be a lot more (laughs) listenable interesting Or like Tom Hanks. Or Timothy Chalamet. Christopher Walken. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, Timothy Chalamet. Although I wouldn't be able to get through the book because I'd just be... (laughs) Yeah. I I made it... Never mind. My my mom listens to this. Imagine if Christopher Walken did a version of Dune, actually did the audiobook. So you don't know this, but Austin does a Christopher Walken impersonation on the pod a lot. Pretty spot on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, pretty good. uh, it, it var- it's like Austin's own Christopher Walken. It varies, whatever. <laughs> anyway, Dune. Anyway, I should retry it. I should retry it. I really, really enjoyed it. And then we'll have Me another too. episode talking about if it has aged well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. so so from the perspective of somebody who has not read the book or listened to the audiobook, what, mm-hmm. what did you think of the movie? I thought it was very, very long, I th- which I like long, slow movies. Like, I, it's not like I'm against it. It's sort that. of her thing, actually. I yeah. kind of love long, slow movies. I love long, slow movies. I thought it was well Call acted. me by your name. <laughs> yeah. Call me by your name. <laughs> Call me by your name. Yeah, apparently that's the only movie I like. Um, I mean, how Stella got her groove back can be considered long. <laughs> If you don't like it. Anyway. Dirty Dancing has a lot of dancing, but it's longer than you'd okay, expect. Okay, let me talk. Okay, here you go. Go on. <laughs> so, I liked it a lot. I think it was long, but I think it was beautiful. I think it was well acted. I, of course, I can't say that it was well cast because I didn't read the book, but I think it was well cast. And I overall, I'm glad I saw it. I would probably see it again, but I thought it was disappointing. Disappointing. And in what, and way? what way? Yeah. 
I thought it was disappointing in the way, you know, hearing you guys talking about it, that it was lacking character development, it did lack character development. Like, you can see that just from the movie on its own, because it just jumped from action scene to political talk to another action scene to, you know, flashbacks, and it didn't have, like, it's, maybe there's a lot inferred there, and it's, I'm not saying that I didn't like it, but I'm saying I've seen films that lived up to the trailer better Hmm. yeah no and i i mean i i feel the same way and i feel like watching it in imax is worth it and i Mm -hmm. feel like if i were to watch it again that's the way i'd want to do it (laughs) yeah because the beauty of the cinematography of that movie Mm -hmm. is totally spot on and just the pretty people yeah and yeah seeing (laughs) timothy chalamet that big yeah, I can't, I just can't. And whoever and played Jessica and Oscar Isaac, Ferguson, Javier Bardem, Ferguson. Javier yeah. Bardem. I thought that the that guy was who played really Thanos. Poor, I really thought that Javier Javier Bardem was a really poor casting choice. As Stilgar for as Stilgar. Yeah, I thought I'm, there were a couple questionable casting choices in that movie. I, I feel like he may live up to it later, though, because to be fair, Stilgar is sort of a weak character in the first half of the book, and leading on later, he becomes this, like... Well, he barely shows up until the Forced to be reckoned with, yeah. yeah. My my issue, we talked about this earlier, but my issue with Javier Bardem is that he was kind of, it was, like, not quite blackface. He killed all they, those people in, in that country where all the old men lived. No, shut up. No Country for Old Men that oh. he started? Oh, yeah. No, it's that, like, it was it was okay, so I read someplace, and I brought it up to you guys, that they, like, didn't exactly blackface, but they kind of blackfaced Javier Bardem for this movie, because all the other Frenum, Frenum? Fremen. Fremen. Frenum, it's like a black I thought it was Freeman. I, for a long time, I did, too. Because that okay. makes more sense, right? Because they're free of the empire or All whatever. All the other Fremen yeah. are black and brown people. And then Javier Bardem, who's Spanish, I believe, is white. Yeah, he's some, some and they made sort him of look Hispanic. darker. And so I read somewhere, like, that's not cool. And then also it went to, to other racist themes within Dune. And so that's why somebody brought it up. And then when I brought it up to you guys, it seemed like you overall disagreed. But I think it's something to think about. Sure, I wouldn't disregard that. I, well, part of my dislike of him as Stilgar mm-hmm. was that, yeah, everyone else in the movie was black and brown. And mm-hmm. so why exactly, why, why do you need to bring Javier in there? Like, what, who, who could, there it's are a million people. they could get him. A know? million people could have it's played that studio, part better. Yeah. yeah, and they probably would have played it better, honestly. Like, to be perfectly fair, like, I didn't even know it was Javier Bardem. Like, I was just like, that dude's, like... I knew who he was. He stands out in a weird way. Yeah. Like, he doesn't stand out in, like, a... In a way that, like, makes sense for the story. He just stands out against the rest of the cast that looks Mm -hmm. like they fit Mm -hmm. being in... Like what they're considering extreme heat and sun, you know, he like didn't this embody like, that character. Whereas a lot of the other Fremen, the people who were playing like the rest of the Fremen people, mm-hmm. were very good. Yeah, Spider Man's girlfriend Zendaya? nailed it. Zendaya. Zendaya has Zendaya. a name. And Zendaya is like way cooler than Tom Holland, but carry on. Well, guaranteed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's just... sort of why that relationship works because he's sort of like the bumbling idiot who's in love. And do you she's think he's a bumbling idiot? I don't think he idiots idiots Juilliard for idiots the wrong idiots the wrong word but he's like he's uh child boyish I think he's and and she is like she embodies womanhood in such like a gnarly way and he embodies boyhood in such a funny way to see them together i think that's opportunity i think that's hollywood getting their hands and stuff because they sexualize young women very early on and they're trying to keep peter they're trying to keep um tom holland young because he's playing spider-man who's a high schooler you know and also but did you but see the Zendaya pictures recently zendaya is also in spider-man duh but like she was also in malcolm and marie and she's playing an adult person she's in euphoria but she's playing like a smart adult drug addict high schooler there so and they like over sexualize women and in, in general yes yeah. although uh and i'll never remember his name for some reason Who? but uh Donnie Darko, Jake Gyllenhaal? Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. There's yeah. a there's a very sexy photo shoot of Tom Holland and Jake Gyllenhaal nice. together, and then of Ryan Reynolds and Tom Holland together. So nice. trust me, 
he still looks like a boy. Okay. But it's all the attractive. Also, he's just short. He's very short, which is yeah. attractive to me. You got a, you got a problem short with short guys? I have no problem with short guys. I'm just saying, like, he looks younger because he's thin. He's very thin. He's very short. Gotcha. I mean, yeah. I'm just asking and for a friend. I'm like 6'5", in case anyone yeah. listening is curious. But. Exactly. 6'5", and 165 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a twig. I think, I think we decided... Damn it. I think we decided on 6'5". Six 6'5". Flat six flat. 172. 6'5", yeah. and 172. Yeah. Right, let's maintain that. I'll put that in my Tinder Fair profile. Enough. Exactly. <laughs> so, on, on to the bigger story, because while, okay. while we were on a quick break, we were talking about <clears throat> stories. Well, video games in particular. Yeah. But I was stories. Yeah. I I was yeah yeah she, janine actually took up the mantle for me because i i didn't have an elegant way to put it but janine was saying that a lot a lot of people especially during covid have taken up video games as like a way to get through the pandemic because to them it's like the most feasible and easiest way to immerse themselves into a new story mm-hmm. and- well i was saying that stories is what carries us i wasn't saying that for video games per se being somebody who can't play them to save my life but people like stories and they want immersive stories right and what all i'm saying not you in particular i'm saying in general there's a huge push towards video games in the last couple of years because of this story aspect because these video games went above and beyond to really immerse themselves in a world that was not covid world yeah like you're and, and albeit some of those worlds were zombie worlds or other things, but it kind of put your problems in perspective a little bit to like have your heart rate raised because you're trying to survive a zombie apocalypse and you get out and you're like, oh, I got to put a mask on to go to the store now. It's like it, it all kind of feels yeah, I can a little see easier that for that can be that can make it like. It could change your perspective. Not that COVID has been fun, but if you're like really into that type of like, you know, post-apocalyptic or dystopian video game story where it involves a disease and it could have made like COVID, you know, have a fun moment for you because you can compare them in that way. On the other side of things, being a superstar soccer player and then walking outside and falling down in the mud... (laughs) I mean, it's yeah. pretty depressing for a few days. Because I think but. a lot of people, rather than like connecting to the disease, scariness, you know, world, want to disassociate virus, themselves. They want to disassociate, and yeah. the escapism is what's so great about storytelling, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's like storytelling in general. That's yeah. not like necessarily due to that's even this podcast. Yeah. yeah, guys, did you even think about how many bills you have stacking up right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't touched my mountain of college debt, and mm-hmm. and. It's been like six years. Six flags, my friend. Six Six flags. flags. Get yourself a membership. Mm -hmm. Eat for less than 50 cents a day. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. That's my, if only there was six flags in any place that I liked to be. Um, But you know what? You don't pay rent. I paid my, the loan on my van still. How much is that? Don't um, tell me on the podcast, but just, you can, is it, it's enough. is Is it enough? Is it equivalent to rent? In somewhere very cheap. I would not compare it to rent somewhere around here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's like, it's like a dirt cheap rent situation. It's still paying rent and I'm currently unemployed. Mm -hmm. True. Anyway, just, just to, you know, help me distract myself from my worldly woes. Let's let's talk about stories. What do you, yeah. What do you listen to, read, watch? What is like, what is your medium? Well, I mean, generally I spend my year in places which really don't have a whole lot of internet access and stuff like this. And I've only just recently discovered that you can download movies on Netflix. (laughs) Right. Matthew taught me that. Yeah. I mean, this is like a milestone. What a game changer. Yeah, I know. Now you have Rick and Morty. Exactly. (laughs) Rick and Morty. Now you have Great British Baking Show. Oh, Great British Baking Show. No, thanks. I'm good. Oh, Um, you're not good, You're not good. It is the most relaxing thing. I watched that with you guys. I was so bored. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) Null Fielding? Oh, what a a weird-looking heartthrob. What a weird-looking heartthrob (laughs) that vampire is. He looks like a a bug with a wig on, and I love it. So, uh, to answer your question, I have not been reading a ton recently, um, but what I have read... I just finished the uh, the Dark Tower series by Stephen oh, King. Oh man, hard to get through too. Have you ever read that? I read the first one. 
You've never read the whole thing? Not all three. Highly recommend. Seven. I think that Oh yeah, it's seven. Is there seven big seven books? books. Yeah. Like a thousand oh, pages a piece. Oh lord. It's pretty fantastic. I think that you would really love it as a sci-fi nerd. I, I got through the first one with the gunslinger and is all that. Is it sci-fi or is it fantasy? It's like it's a, a bit of both. weird mixture of genre, like sci-fi and fantasy. Yeah. Super, super cool. Okay. I read the first one, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew most says people that he, read the first one and then that's it. Matthew says that the uh, audiobooks have been doing it for him. I don't know how far he's Matthew gotten. McConaughey again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fear is the mind killer. I actually did start listening to his actual autobiography, Greenlight. Greenlight. Yeah. It's, I don't know if it's good or not yet. Yeah. Because I just keep getting distracted by his way of telling the story. Like his just cadence Mm -hmm. is so distracting that I find myself not actually paying full attention to the story. Yeah. And it's, I feel like I'm going to have to actually buy the book and read it because I can't, like I can't. I can't listen to him without like kind of getting a little giddy and just being like, yeah, that, that, <laughs> this is that's great. That's what we were talking about stories, you know, stories. Cause I brought up, we brought up stories and different forms of storytelling and podcasts and podcasts. And I was saying that murder podcasts and true crime podcasts, I feel like they're so popular with people right now and have been for a few years and they're really popular amongst women. And, you know, I'm just, thinking that because it's a true story it's a story and it's scary and it's a warning and it teaches you how to like you know protect yourself i just think it's interesting you know and you can apply it to your life well and hollywood is like totally playing off that now because now steve martin and martin short and uh i cannot remember her name she's yeah she's young in my mind in terms of like the hollywood scene but she's she's been in some things uh, she's a producer on it too. But anyway, they did uh, only murders in the building recently on Hulu. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm, mm-mm. So Steve Martin and Martin Short and here I'll look. It up. Oh yeah, she she's very famous. Um, but she's she's like probably ten years younger than me at least. Like she's mm-hmm. definitely young. She was. I feel like she went Selena Gomez. Maybe what's it called? Only only murders in the building. I want to say it's Selena Gomez. She did some music stuff. She did some movie stuff. It's Selena Gomez. Yeah. Good job. I, I didn't really pay attention to her early on in her career because I just, you know, it was like I was, it wasn't, we weren't in the same wavelength, but she just recently was a producer and lead actor in this <laughs> show with Steve Martin and Martin Short, of all people, mm-hmm. all about a murder that happens in this apartment building in New York. And Martin short is like this Broadway dude who decides he wants to make a podcast about it (laughs) and gets these other two involved and they make a murder podcast. Tina Fey is one of the executive producers. It's super funny. Honestly, it's totally worth seeing, but it's all about this idea of how murder podcasts are super popular and they're trying to like, yeah. Uh, Make that a thing at Sting, I isn't it? I should totally watch it. I hate Sting, but I should totally watch well, it. Well, they think he's a murderer, so you'll Good. love it. There you go. <laughs> there he looks go. like a murderer. But totally they're playing fair. off the same idea that, like, the whole world was in love with murder in general. Like, Tiger yeah. King, too. Like, the reason we love Tiger King is because there's, like, murder and chaos. Yeah. and I never watched the Tiger King. Oh, oh man. I, I abstained on purpose because everyone was like, you gotta watch it. And I'm like, no, I don't. I have to do anything. How do you feel now? Uh, I feel great. I feel like I'm a better person for not having seen it. Tiger King season two. I feel comes like that's incredibly month. pretentious, but carry on. <laughs> you know I'm kidding, right? No. Nope. I mean, you probably are a better person for not watching it, but you're gonna end up watching it at some point. I'm sure. I, I mean, mean, life I don't is long. Think it's that worth it? I watched it, and it was good to watch at the time. It was like a moment because everybody's stuck inside and everybody's watching it. But I feel like the it fans, was a way for everyone to come together. I feel yeah, like, and but also I feel like it was or the fact that Carol Baskin is a bitch. I feel like it was sexist, and Carol Baskin isn't a bitch, and I hate that. I don't feel. Like yes. Carol Baskin is a bitch for the like sexist thing. It was so sexist the way everybody's like that bitch Carol Baskin, you know, because she's the only woman who was doing that, and so they just, she just got you know she was just made to be the villain as if she was worse. Th- those guys were murdering tons of tigers and people and stuff, and she's like a bitch because you know I think it's just sexism. 
I mean, that's fair. I mean, I think every single person in that show was a bad person, including Carol Baskin. But she, yes, I'm not saying she's a good person. So my bitchness, hold. I think they're all bitches. Hold. But that was just a quotable line from that show, you know, that was so funny because this person had such a fucking qualm with a person who seemed... Like, her whole thing was like, hey, all you cats and kittens. She was just such a, like, this sweet personality type. And this guy had this, like, murderous grudge. To the point, the whole premise of the TV show is this murderous grudge against this woman who supposedly killed her husband, which is, Hmm. you know, this... it's but, neither here nor there, but the entire premise is uh, all these people are illegally holding yeah, animals like in Joe small cages and doing awful. crazy things. And that yeah. was ultimately why I didn't really feel like watching it. I'm like, I'm just going to get a little bit too riled up about this whole well, thing. Also, just for you, I've never known. I don't remember you being really into any reality show. Since oh, I hate reality. Real yeah. world. San Francisco. He's too don't. young for that. Don't That's know. true. He never met Puck. No, that was Seattle, right? Oh, maybe it was Seattle. Anyway, they all look but the same. point is, as long as we've been friends, which has been on the internet for years in real life, just tonight, but um, as long as we've been friends, I've never known you to like reality No TV, British baking so. show. No. No real world. No. No. The real world sucks. What are the, what are the other ones? <clears throat> other. The Bachelor, <laughs> I guess? So yeah, there was a period of time, I got to tell you guys about this, I don't know if either of you know, but uh, when I was like like 13 or 14 years old i was power rangers is not real no it was not power rangers i was at this uh snowboard camp in uh, breckenridge and it was like all of the kids in this program were like bunking together you know watching tv at nights but then going out and snowboarding during the day coming back eating dinner all this stuff we had tv in the rooms which was probably a huge failing on the part of like the program managers and the chaperones but somehow and I, i swear to this day i mean other people might deny this but every night we would come home, we would watch Tila Tequila, The Flavor of Love. Oh, yeah. On <laughs> VH1 or some yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got really into it. Like 12 year old me. I was Tila like, Tila Tequila yeah. was famous because she was one of the first like bisexual people on a reality show like that. I don't think and I, so, I mean, I know of Tila Tequila, but I don't think I ever saw She was bisexual that. and people lost their shit about it because people are so precious. And what year is this? This is yeah. like, this was like 2005, six. Oh my God. You're so young. I know. I was like, <laughs> man, I was a man by then. Were you? <laughs> I think we were still waiting for that. I had tasted blood by then. I tasted blood. My, so, my sword had tasted blood. Yeah. <laughs> had you felt the warmth of a woman yet? Yeah. I think I had, yeah. Mm, the warmth of a woman. Anyway, she was by and people lost their shit about it. I remember watching that and I'm like, huh, cool. Nice. I mean, not cool as in like, oh, I feel like I'm real like, world was right the f- on real yeah. world was the first right real world was like one of the first like MTV reality like shows? brought oh, reality yeah. shows. Oh, yeah. Like the plague that is reality shows was sort of brought to earth by. Have well, let's blame of- Carson Daly, right? That wasn't Carson Daly. Well, let's just blame him, though, because that's the only person I can think of Poor from Carson MTV. Daly got so much shit in his life. I don't think we need to. Blame Are you OK, him. Carson? Should we do a Carson checkup? Yeah. <laughs> I know check. he's on like a news on like a news show now. He's, who knows what he's doing? He's anyway, got a couple of kids. But does he? How do you know that? Because I check up on him. <laughs> <laughs> I had a whole segment for it, guys. But um, now I can't remember what I was saying. Oh yeah, real world. No. Oh, have you seen that reality show where they wear like a, a very elaborate animal masks? It's called Beast. Squid well, Games? No, a very elaborate <laughs> animal mask. And oh, they, oh, uh, it's like beat, not beast love, but sexy beasts. Sexy beasts. Yeah, have you I, seen have that? N- I have not seen it. Um, it's satisfying to watch a couple episodes and then it's the same thing. Over I was, over gonna, again. I thought you were talking about the mask singer or something for a second too, no. but the mask thing is really big right now. Yeah, like basically, if you can think of any premise in which everyone has a mask on. You got you nailed they're it. Gonna, gonna, Netflix will buy it. I am so behind on pop. Like so, no. well, but this is perfect, Zach. Masks on British Bake Off because we're gonna but. produce something right now. Okay. So just in in your mind, think of something okay. competitive, competitive in which no one can know who you are. It could be anything. As long as I can put a mask on it, we can sell it. So I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you 15 seconds to think. Okay, and then you just. 
you pitch to us your new Netflix special. Are you ready? Here we ready. go. And this is going to be the theme music. Unless, as an executive producer, you can change that one. You have six seconds. Is the music going to keep going, or can I do it? Sure. You can talk whenever. All right, I think I got it. Okay, let's hear it. All right. On the spot. This is the best that I can do. Um, It's a college campus. There are a... There is a fraternity of fraternities and sororities. This is like a, you know, Mm -hmm. this is a a co-ed type thing. And basically... There's like a running competition every year. It's like something that everybody is in on where you have to dress up in masks, travel around the campus, and it's like hazing slash senior prank type stuff, but everything has to be done under the cover of masks, and there's like the the ante continues to get raised as far as like the daringness, the destructiveness, the the anything that, you know, these Do people, people are die? causing. Um, well, that could be part of it eventually, but they have it starts to, off as a friendly four, competition. Episode four. Okay, so it's kind of squid gamey. Yeah, it starts off as a friendly competition among fraternities, oh. fraternities and sororities. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to wear masks. If you get caught, then there's you no die. knowledge. There's no knowledge of like the competition, the you know, the friendly competition amongst fraternities. We don't speak and about Fight Club. Oh. Um, yeah. The first rule of Fight Club is. Hold hands and talk about your feelings. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Cry into Bob's big soppy tits. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay. That's a okay. good one. College Squid Games. College Squid Games. Col- college Battle Royale. Because, yeah, College Hunger Games. College Hunger Games. Which they were always it. Hunger Games. Okay. Mine, which, you know. You got one too? Yeah. I'm going to play all the music we haven't played. How'd you feel about the music, by the way? That was some sexy music. These are the new really tunes I'm trying out to like invent the next Netflix special. But mine is going to be British Bake Off, okay. but they're wearing masks. <laughs> That's, That's it. it. That's it. All right. <laughs> so wait, pitch it to us though. Are okay. you ready? Yeah. Ooh, it'll be, you know. <laughs> I didn't expect that whistle. <laughs> so good, right? It'll be twelve bakers in a tent. And every week you have a baking challenge and there's two hosts and two judges and (laughs) what do the hosts do? The hosts like are cute and funny and they go around and talk about things. Do they have masks? Yes, they have masks. They have masks, except for Do you for have Noel. to guess who the host is? Noel doesn't have a mask. He just has hair in his face. It's <laughs> <laughs> basically a mask. Yeah. And then week by week, you get somebody voted off the show, and they don't go to come bake in the tent anymore. Because they so, get killed. Yes, they get killed. That's how you get on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You gotta have somebody die. Somebody's gotta die, man. Yeah. Because, yeah. And there you go. British Bake Off with masks. <laughs> That's my pitch. I mean, I like it. I mean, to be honest, some of them. I mean, I'm. It, I know you don't watch Great British Bake Off, but we're currently watching the season with Jurgen. I have not seen any of the new season. I've been saving it. For this is this show. isn't new. This oh. is like uh, six, seven. I don't know. Okay. At least out of the ne- Netflix ones. I don't remember their names. Then. But there's this man who sort of looks like this super adorable vole. He looks like a vole. <laughs> he looks like a vole. He has these big eyebrows and this this little pudgy face. And he's very, very German, and his name is Jürgen. And he is an insane baker. Aww. And he's won Star Baker three times, and he's always so humble about it and so sweet. Cute. He's always just like, I'm just so happy to be a part of this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so wonderful. And then there's, uh, then there's Giuseppe. Who's this very Italian, like tall, thin Italian with curly hair? And Giuseppe and Jurgen have this like beautiful friendship now because they're like the two non English yeah. people in the Great British Bake Off tent and they keep winning Star Baker with all of these like beautiful bakes from their home countries. Because nice. <laughs> English people don't bake very well, it turns out for so. the most part. Maybe I mean, not in that season. Well, most, most of the bakes they're making 
are from France or Italy or Germany, you know? And so, like, they're excelling in them because it's, like, what they grew up eating. Mm-hmm. England's food is pretty bland. It's bland. It's, like... Okay, I, I always say this, and people roll their eyes, but when I was in England, I had such good food. Yeah, but, but it probably wasn't English food. A lot of it wasn't English food. But there was this one pub in Oxford, and oh my fucking God, the food was so good. And What's it was it English food. What's the pub's name? Yeah. I don't know. It was in Oxford. I don't Call remember. It the Oxford pub. <laughs> the Oxford pub. You know who it's you are. It was in the middle of a field. So there was pub, nothing Oxford there. It's the middle of it. Were you at the Great British Bake Off? <laughs> it was in the middle of a field, and we had to walk across a spooky bridge to get there. Oh my god, awesome. this sounds amazing. It was amazing, and you know, but I ordered some sort of meat pie, and it was so good. I wanted to order another one. I think the English delicious. do the meat pies pretty well. But when I had fish and chips, it was disgusting. They, they need to salt it at least. You know who does uh, fish and chips pretty well? Who? Are the kiwis. Oh, in New really? Zealand, yeah. Mm-hmm. They like that. That's one dish that they do do well. But by and large, I think that New Zealand's food very much mirrors the uh, people who colonize the islands. Mm-hmm. English, very bland. They just do it dirtier. Yeah. Which, you know, is a little, slightly better. Put a little stank on it. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, but yeah, in England I had lots of good food, just it wasn't really English food. Yeah, they have, I mean, they have a great culinary scene, it's just not it's English not endemic. Food. It's not theirs, England. yeah, it's not endemic to England. What was your idea for a Netflix special slash oh, cue boy. The, uh, the music for Tyler's uh, yeah, pitch? put the music on. My Netflix special. All right. <laughs> My somebody has to die. Let me make sure I have all the themes here. Somebody has that to die. That should be the name of the show. Somebody has to die. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> this show's called Somebody Has to Die. <laughs> each week, we have ten contestants, <laughs> and by the end of each week, we have three contestants. <laughs> In all, there'll be ninety-nine contestants, and only the hundredth one can win. This is how it works. We meet them all. We meet their families. We fall in love with their stories. Every single episode will be 10 contestants, 10 minutes each, giving the best cinematography they can of their whole life story thus far, their dreams, their visions, everything they want. And then systematically, we will kill them in brutal ways in front of your eyes. This is and, too And here's, here's the best part. No. You at home get to decide. We will have a text to vote center so there's cinematographers who die Damn. no the cinematographers have to be for season two so they just get they get to oh, choose I you said you... so say i'm the cinematographer yeah and i get set up with zach zach is the contestant right mm-hmm. he will tell me his story all of it as beautiful as it possibly can climbing mountains loving life falling in love having a home and then if the people don't like it murk that boy he does. But using his worst and scariest fear. <laughs> okay. That is entertainment, folks. Okay, I thought you were referencing Alec Baldwin. Did you hear what yeah. happened? Yeah, he killed... Uh, A cinematographer. Yeah. And shot the director. Yeah, he must have really hated that film. No. It was, it was one I shot. Guess. I think it went through the director and hit the cinematographer. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's very, very sad. Super sad. And now they're looking at uh, safety in movies. Do they need to use real guns with with uh, blanks, what have you? Because this is not the first time this has happened. I no. mean, this is like this happens all the Bruce time. Bruce Lee's son died. This yeah, a, a lot of uh, actors and stagehands and people have died through the years due to prop guns mm-hmm. and lots of unfortunate things like that happen and this is uh, not the first baldwin murder either but it's not i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) also now i know that that's not what you were referencing i really like the idea for your show yeah no i wasn't referencing that i was gonna pause to just you know take into consideration how incredible of an idea that that was a really great idea it sounds like a black mirrors episode yeah Yeah. (laughs) black mirror black mirror great show i love that show Great show. Yeah. Not the Balderdash one, but the rest of them. Which one was the Balderdash one? What was that one that was like a choose-your-own-adventure Black Mirror? Was, oh. No, uh, it had a different name. Jesus. Uh, it was a movie. I liked it. It was a movie. Yeah. 
but you had to like Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. Balderdash. That's like it sounds very similar. Backgammon. Something like that. <laughs> no, I like Bandersnatch. Do you know the guy with the eyebrows? He's great. Jurgen? No, on Bandersnatch. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Anyway, carry on. But I don't idea. think I chose that great adventure, idea, so I never Ty. got to see the guy with the eyebrows. I tried to do He's all in, of them. like every version. No, not the one I chose. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Not the one. I'm well, sure anyway, we should probably tone it down. Call it call it a night soon. Yeah, let's call it. Did a you guys night. like the new music? I just used that whole segment as a thing to try out some new tunes yeah, that we're going to use for it. the podcast. Each of these tunes were new yeah, ones. They're new. Okay. They're all brand new. I thought they were all very. They can't aptly be new to chosen. Zach because Zach's never listened to the podcast. That's true. <laughs> the last one, maybe I show this already, but just for everybody. Love it. Ooh. Isn't it nice? I'm gonna meditate to this. We're right? gonna go take a bubble bath with Epsom mm-hmm. salt. This is a segment show. I I'm like to get call. In your bubble bath with you. Right. Don't fall asleep. <laughs> Love it. It's not safe outside. Love it. Okay, let's turn it down. On that note. All right, everybody. This has been featuring Jeff Goldblum. It's been featuring me, Tyler, and me. Austin. And me. My name is Zach, though. Not really Janine. We couldn't tell our voices sound so similar. Yeah, no. it's really hard for people on the podcast to tell anyone apart because we all have these super deep sensual voices. <laughs> anyway, it's been it's been real, it's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> or good day. Or whatever it is. Yeah. And this will release at 6 a.m. So Merry Christmas. See you later. Merry. (laughs) Wait, can you do that again for us? See you later, Cash. I'm going to, I'm going to do the gold bloom music now. And then you're just going to give us an outro using the, I'm assuming the, the, it's the, the, uh, groundhog thing from Winnie the Pooh. No, my name's Herbert. I'm from Family Guy. (laughs) All right. He's from Winnie the Pooh, but here we go. I'll cue you. So anyone who needs to collect their cars can do so at the valet right outside on the curb. Have a great night. Drive safely. Hope you didn't drink too much wine or scotch or vodka or rum or beer. (laughs) Just get home safe, y'all. Have a lovely night.